The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And to celebrate, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by a half of a percentage point. And it's the first time Mark and I are talking since I was A, on vacation, and B, at the White House Correspondents Association dinner over the weekend, which, Mark, was a blast. It was way more fun than I thought it would be. I have to say, totally cool. I'm so glad I did it. And I have never felt like prouder to be part of the CBS radio family because the guy who is the president of the White House Correspondents Association right now is Stephen Portnoy. You know him. He's uh, you hear him on the network doing all this great coverage. Mark, it was almost like he was better than the president and he was better than Trevor Noah. He gave a lot of remarks and he was amazing. I think people were shocked at just how fabulous he was. And of course, because that he is there, my table, the radio table, the CBS radio table, front row. That's how I had all those great pictures. That wasn't like a big Zoom, like there was the president right in front of me. It was hysterical. Yes, there were Secret Service everywhere, high, high security. You know, we had to go through like the big time security. And he was in a great mood. You know, I said, I said to Jackie, it was as if like your father, Jackie's dad had this like very lovely style and could always laugh at himself. I said, it's like if your father were 78 or 79 years old and all of his colleagues were roasting him, he'd just laugh. That's what President Biden did. He just laughed and he was very, he's like everyone's in a really good mood. It was so funny because I just heard someone else talk about it like, I would never go to that Petri dish of an event and it's so stupid and why people do it. You know what? Everyone's going to sporting events, and at least we had to be double vaxxed and boosted and take get a negative test result morning of, like the day of this event. So it was a blast, and I'm very grateful to um, the folks at CBS for including me. And um, it was uh, a great way to kind of slide back into reality after a beautiful week off. Anyway, so, uh, and I missed a big week last week, huh, Mark? I put it up on the website, Roaring Twenties Morphs into a Whimper. Um, and I talked a lot about the markets falling. But, you know, one thing that I didn't really get into, 
I mean, some of the numbers are pretty daunting, but also the GDP report that came out last week that showed a negative. Some people have been wondering, like, why was it negative? Well, consumers spent, companies spent, the government cut back on spending and the trade deficit skyrocketed. That's it. You know, it's CIG, consumption, investment, government, and then trade. Those are the aspects of the GDP. Mark, what about the April sell-off in technology? What do you think? Netflix down by half in one month. Boof. Um, Anyway, NASDAQ composite was down 13%, the worst monthly percentage loss since October of 2008. NASDAQ obviously in a full-blown bear market. Um, S&P 500 also had a rotten time and um, uh, no hiding in the bond market. I'm going to write about the bond market for um, this weekend. So, You'll hear about that. And Mark has booked a phenomenal bond market expert who's coming on soonish, right, Mark? We're going to, we have a, the interviews coming up. And so we'll get that out for you guys. It's very important that you not bail on your bonds. Please don't do that, really. You know, take a deep breath, gang, because all this stuff is going to start to settle down and it's going to be bumpy for a while. And um, a lot of you have never been invested over a period of time where we had sustained losses. You know, we had losses in the market in spring of 2020, but didn't last too long. Anyway, if you have a financial question, you know what to do. Go to the website, jillonmoney.com, which is easy for you because I know you've bookmarked it. So that is what makes it so much better. Um, And uh, I have another idea for the website, Mark. I forgot to tell you about that, but I'll tell you after we get off the air, it's going to include Mark and the website. That's all I can tell you. All right. Mm -hmm. You hate it already, don't you? (laughs) Let's do some emails. Here we go from Chuck. Chuck says the subject is monthly investment. He says, I have $300,000 from the sale of my house after buying another home, which I paid cash for. My financial advisor, who I've been with for about 30 years, recommended that I invest the $300,000, $25,000 each month, and it would be in a taxable joint account with my wife. Okay. Chuck's 78. His wife is 77. Good idea or not? And why? At the present time, my wife and I have about $740,000 $740,000 in IRAs and the joint account. So, okay, that's that's the that's the corpus. First of all, you have a financial advisor. You've been with this person for 30 years. And that would mean I'm hoping that that person knows you and your personality, right? Because, you know, mathematically, it would probably be better if you just invested all at once. On the other hand, maybe your advisor knows that you get a little squeamish. And maybe your advisor knows that it would kind of be better to do a little bit at a time. I don't know what your allocation is, but you know, I presume that of the money that you have invested, you don't need any of it anytime soon. If you were to be in a position where you think you might need some of this money, then just keep it on the sidelines. Don't put it at work at all and keep it kind of conservative. There's no, I don't know. There's no reason if you're, if you're, paying your bills and you've got some income, uh, then I don't think you need to go too crazy with this. And of course, because you're seven in your 70s, you're taking your required minimum distribution. So just make sure you've got the money to pay the tax for that and all those things. But yeah, I don't have a problem with this. Seems like fine. Okay. Angela writes, oh, Angelia is over 50 and says, 
how much savings should go to a Roth 401k. Okay, here's the here are the numbers. She saves 20% of her salary. $127,000 is her salary. 15% goes to a traditional 401k, 5% to a Roth. The current balance of her 401k, $100,000, 53 years old, wants to go part-time at 58. I have $800,000 in retirement savings, $200,000 in a taxable brokerage account, $50,000 in a 529. One daughter, 17 years old. Husband has a half a million dollars in ExxonMobil stock. Mark, oh, oh, oh my God, that's a bet for you. That stock must be killing it. Maybe you should sell some of that stock. Uh, husband's going to retire in five years at age 55. Also, we'll be having some pension. Not sure about the amount. How much does your husband make? Right? I mean, your salary is 127, but presume it, let's just say, what should we make the husband's salary, Mark, just for the heck of it? All right. So let's say it's 127 and 150. So they're in the 24% tax bracket. You know what? I'd go all Roth. I know Mark would too. You know, you want to go part-time at 58. He wants to retire in five years at 55. I don't know. Like, are you sure you can do this? I'm not sure you can do it. Depends on how much you actually need. I need a little bit more info. All right. Trudy is single and 60 years old, makes $50,000 a year plus a pension of 20000 One adult child. During COVID, I changed jobs and I now make half of what I was making. I'm taking $40,000 out of my 401k annually. I'm breathing. Huh? <laughs> Did you hear that? I was like, ah. I have a little heartburn from that. So the balance on the 401k is a half a million dollars. I contribute 6% of, uh, to my, of my salary. Well, don't do that. Your ma company matches 3%. Just drop your contribution level to 3%. That's number one. She says uh, her she'll get Social Security in 67. Should she be okay to retire in seven years? <sighs> I think that's taking too much money out of that 401k. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, I would say mo the most you should be taking out is like $1,000, $1,200 a month. I don't know what else is going on. Uh, do you own a home? What's happening? Um, your adult child. I don't know how much you really need. So you're making 50 plus you have a pension of 20. So you've got $70,000 of income. Why are you taking 40 grand out of that 401k? First of all, a okay, couple of things. Number one, Stop taking so much money out of your 401k. Number two, drop your contribution to your 401k currently to 3%. And number three, uh, focus a little bit more on tightening up your budget right now. This could be a very dangerous time for you, Trudy. I don't want you to blow through all this money. And if you keep taking money out of your 401k at the same rate, you will not be able to retire in, in seven years. But if you're telling me, you know, you got to figure out at age 67, can you live on your pension and your social security? That's what your, your goal should be. All right, Trudy has a little um, extra advice. You ready, Mark? Tell your listeners to check their HR plans at work for estate planning preparation. Hidden within my plan was estate planning services, and I was able to get a will and all the documents ne necessary and was provided by a top law firm for free. No fee. That's a good point. A lot of companies started adding that. So yeah, check that out, especially if you work for a big company. Lori says, my husband works for a Pennsylvania State University, makes 
around $47,000, but has the benefit, or maybe should I should say and, and has the benefit of college tuition reimbursement for two kids ages 14 and 15, assuming they attend that university. My question, should he consider a different job that pays $67,000 a year instead of the income now and save the difference for college? Absolutely no way. I say stay. What do you say, Mark? Not a big enough difference. If he if he could go from 47 to 97, now we're talking. But the extra 20 grand, first of all, you're going to get paid. You got to get taxed on the extra 20 grand. You're not going to save enough money for um, to pay for college, especially at their ages. So stay where he is through college and then you can get a new job or maybe you can get a new job. Okay. Greg is asking about mortgages. Are we better off getting 10% on our money that is almost guaranteed or paying our mortgage off at 3%? What do you mean guaranteed? What is 10% guaranteed, Mark? Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about getting a new I-bond at 9.6%, which I love, um, (laughs) my new favorite asset, sure, do that. But we need to know more about you. Hey, you know, gang, I know everyone likes to talk about the mortgage payoff, but aren't you glad you didn't pay off that mortgage right now? You got your money. Inflation is, you know, ticking up. You know, it could be a good time for you to have that money. So uh, I'd like to know more about you, Greg. All right. Very good. So uh, tomorrow we're going to get a jobs report and it's going to be for the month of April. And it looks to me like the expectation is a 400,000 print as in new jobs. The unemployment rate might tick down to three and a half percent. That would be tying a 50 year low. I think that job creation is going to start to slow down soon. I just, it cannot, we can't keep, you know, five or 600,000 a month. That would just be a lot. So I expect that to slow down. If something weird happens, I'll come and, you know, we'll, we'll let you know about it. But that's tomorrow morning. So there you go. Okay. It's Thursday and uh, we hope you are having a good day. So remember, if you've got a financial question, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Mark would do everything else and uh, try to lift somebody up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 